millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. In the space of 24 hours, he was incontinent. But unfortunately, there was no telling him this or anything. He just lost it. It was gone. The functionality was gone, stolen. That was it. This week on Grief Encounters, we spoke to Ray Cregan about his father, Paddy, who died nearly four years ago from vascular dementia. Ray had the very, very important job of caring for Paddy over eight years. And, you know, we had the chance to talk about what it's like to be a carer, which is such a big life changing experience. And um, there's a lot of hard truths in it and there's a lot of joy in it, but it changes your whole life, which we talk a lot about. He spoke about the first warning signs where he knew something was possibly wrong with his father not fully understanding the condition and the guilt that comes along with it, as I'm sure so many people have experienced. I know so many of you guys have reached out to us about doing more episodes on dementia. So it's obviously an extremely important thing for people to talk about and how being a carer is such an incredibly difficult job. I know myself, uh, when my parents were sick, it was incredibly, incredibly difficult and how it changed the course of my life. And Patty and I uh, and Venetia, we talk a, a lot about that. We could have gone on forever and ever. You'll hear us talking and you'll hear we kind of have to stop abruptly. But uh, it was a great conversation and we could have done it for hours. Um, and yeah, here's our chat. As September is World Alzheimer's Month, we wanted to revisit one of the topics that resonated most with our listeners. Uh, when we covered it back in March with the amazing Kathy Ryan, who lives with younger onset Alzheimer's, we had an incredible reaction. Um, and so many people reached out to us asking for another episode. This week, we are delighted to be joined in studio with Ray Cregan, who is the vice chair of the Dementia Carers Campaign Network and also acted as a carer for his father, Patty, who passed away almost four years ago. You're so welcome, Ray. Thanks Thank for you. joining us. Good morning. And um, thanks for, for talking about this with us because in our private messages on our Facebook group, this is one of the things that more people reach mm. out to us about than pretty much anything. Oh, wow. Yeah. It affects everybody in some way. It creeps into people's lives. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think one of the things that, especially from the episode with Kathy, that we really identified was that it's a, such a long process, right? From, well, from diagnosis and from symptoms occurring. Dementia covers multiple mechanisms. Mm. And then you have... Alzheimer's, which is sort of the brand name, yeah. uh, but it's just a mechanism. Okay. My father's case was vascular dementia, which is little mini strokes. So ended up in the same place. Bits of the brain are being stolen and function mm. swiped and it's gone. It ain't coming back, unfortunately. Yeah. Mm. Can you start off by telling us about your dad and who he was <sighs> and when you started to realize that he okay. was not well? Paddy had started retiring from business. 
he was an effervescent character, love of life, modest sportsman, played golf, enjoyed social occasions with his pals and fantastic dad to me. Mm. At home, he was um, a really good cook. And you're talking about the late 60s, 70s, 80s. When guys didn't really yes, that's cook. Unusual. <laughs> so he was sort of um, there, there is um, health and safety uh, forbade my mother from the kitchen. Concrete cookies and leather rashers and stuff like that were <laughs> the order of the day. Mm. So um, he was a really good cook and he was adventurous uh, by cooking standards of the time. So there's this guy and... You know, he's looking forward to retirement and playing a bit more golf, walking the dogs, hanging out with Beatrice, my mum, and suddenly these little events start happening. You could be chatting to him in the kitchen and making lunch or something, and um, he would just zone out and he was gone for a moment or two. Is that how it starts? Yeah. Is that how... Yeah. There's a little event has taken place. And he sort of, he comes back and he doesn't realise that he's been gone. Mm. He hasn't collapsed or anything. It's just sort of, oh, in the early days was sort of, um, oh, that's strange. Mm. And there was no cause for great concern. Off to the doctor with him. Doctor at the time was um, a guy from previous generations Mm. and... You know, are you all right, Paddy? Mm. <sighs> go, you know, go and play a round yeah. of golf and stuff. Yeah, let's check your pulse, your blood pressure. Yeah, you're all right. Because <laughs> you would think sometimes, yeah. I mean, because I zone out <laughs> often, you know, sometimes like if, I, if I'm tired or I've had a sort of particularly difficult day. So it is quite normal for people of any age just to sort of, lose concentration or I think if you've also if you're bereaved you do yeah. there's a thing that happens afterwards where midway through a sentence sometimes you can lose your, your train of thought well I do anyway um, of course so so how what happened then the alarm bells really started ringing one day he was out with the car he'd managed to for some reason find himself over near the airport and he was completely confused as to where he was and a very kind guard assisted him at the side of the road and helped get him home yeah. and with that the penny dropped that something has really changed mm-hmm. and there was bluster and stuff and a bit Boris Johnson or blah, 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 <laughs> covering a multitude mm. of things but uh, something had changed Yeah. and then sort of okay how are we going to deal with this so you then start looking to try and get into the services and get a more formal diagnosis uh, there's a lot of resentment about memory tests and stuff like that because you would read the newspapers done crosswords so any of these things that challenge his intelligence or his ability to comprehend what day of the week it was and stuff like that was sort of an affront to mm. him and again was taken very belligerently <laughs> and you, you you wander down this road then stopping him driving the car how do you do that because it's obviously become an issue and we can't afford to have that happen the initial strategy of you can't drive well that wasn't going to work because that was treated with the same contempt as many <laughs> tests and uh, it was going to lead to a lot of stressing out so then it became more and more every time a journey in a car was required 
you had to anticipate it and say, I- I'll be over with the car and I'll drive you. So it's almost <laughs> yeah. like dealing with a small child. It is, but you're, 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 you're anticipating having, yeah. what could be the potential outburst. Yeah. Where's the hissy fit going to come from? Yeah. But you're also touching on something that happens. Carers have to deal a lot with. I think we don't talk about it a lot because it's a hard thing to talk about, which is a lot of times the patient, the person who's ill, resists the plan of action because they feel like you're taking away well, my, my independence. independence and my ability to make decisions and for as myself. the carer you're the bad guy oh yeah because even though you're doing it to keep Safety. them safe mm. and to keep them well but at the same time you're the bad guy and you have to go through that process of being someone that you have a great oh, relationship and suddenly there there's many times that we'll get on to later stuff mm. that uh, i look back on a sort of horror at the things i did i can justify it at the time and all that but in hindsight, I can't say I really had any other choice but I to know, do what I was I doing. But it was horrific. I know. <laughs> so you're in this place now that you start sliding. And the first one to stop is the car drive. Oh, yeah, there was another car incident that uh, sort of had alarm bells ringing. Uh, my parents live on Main Road. And um, he decided that um, he could drive into the driveway and park the car. And he was on the far side of the road, so he's going to have to cut across. Anyway, he decided that today was such a nice day. I have the windows open and everything that these indicator things, uh, the likes, I'm uh, not interested in that. So out went the arm out the window to say he was slowing down. And I'm going in there. I was mm. in the garden. Was, what in the name of God is he doing? People don't do that sort of <laughs> yeah. thing anymore. Nobody mm. realizes what he's about. <laughs> anyway, he wandered in. Of course, that's the way you do these things. Reverting back to uh, the previous you, previous yeah. behavior behaviour and the early days of motoring and stuff. For you, when things like that happen and to see your dad obviously deteriorate, I suppose, is the words sort of in front of your eyes. We've talked a lot about about like when somebody's sick or they get a cancer diagnosis, the grief almost starts there on the day of diagnosis. Did that start for you? It was a little bit of not fully comprehending what was going, going on. on. Why is he behaving like this? Mm. And uh, I didn't want to know about it. And slowly but surely, my brother is, is a veterinary surgeon and he was, in, you know, he's up to his neck and work and he lives on the far side of the city. And we, my parents are on the south side. He's himself, his practice and his family live on the north side of the mm. city. So he was no help. Uh, my sister, in turn, uh, was partially at home, partially away. And you know, she lives with her family down in Wexford. Okay, so you're... Uh, and I live about a mile and a half away. Okay. Uh, the penny is beginning to drop as more resources are required um, that I am picking up more and more slack mm. and I'm anticipating more and more stuff. It kind of coincided with the downturn in the economy. So the businesses I was involved with were beginning to fail and I had more time on my hands. But when you're a young fella growing up and dreaming of the future mm. and been driving fire brigades or police cars or jet fighters, being a carer was never mm. on the agenda. I think that's <laughs> so great that you're saying that because it actually, look, it's a hard thing to be honest about, but it derails your life. It does. Mm. And you're doing the best thing you could possibly do, but it's changing the course of your, oh, your, your life. life. Go, your life is slowly but surely going to and go on And sometimes it's not your own choice. It's a choice that's been made for you. I could have put, stuck my head in the sand and pretended it's not my problem. Yeah, you know. but you couldn't really because <coughs> you lived a mile and a half. Yeah. You know. There are people with the brass neck and would do it. But oh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that as much 
as you get back and as much as your heart grows in many, many sizes when you change, because you do change as a carer, maybe when you start out, there's a resistance and kind of it's a difficult process. But then there's that part where you're... Well, there's a bit of where it becomes... It, it can be very isolating. Mm. Um, yeah, your, world, your world can become very small. I'm fortunate that I, I've always had very good friends mm. and I'm involved in a football team and, you know, they were a bunch of guys who I socialised with a lot and they were slowly but surely becoming aware of my situation even though I wasn't talking mm. about it an awful lot. I didn't want to be, oh, here comes Ray, he's going to have to listen to this stuff. I really didn't want to talk about it or the misery of hospital appointments and the endless mm. waiting, um, the bleak outlook of what's coming down yeah. the road. And even then I had no idea what was coming down the road. How great that they were there for you, though. Oh, yeah. No, mm. All my all my friends, uh, and even from, you know, my school days and stuff like that, they were all just really kind and thoughtful. If you're looking for a safe haven to express how you feel, share articles, photos, and memories of your loved ones, join the Grief Encounters Facebook group, a place for support, compassion, and empathy for those grieving. Can I ask you about something that came up before with Kathy? And I remember it certainly changed. I remember going for a walk later on that that day, and it was something that resonated with me because I sort of realised that I had never given much attention to it. People's reaction to somebody um, with Alzheimer's, like in a supermarket where you forget where you've put your money, or even if you have a list, what you're actually looking for and people's reaction to that. The very early days, I can't be sure what was going on Mm. because Paddy was still navigating for himself and going about his household chores Mm -hmm. and he would have done a lot of the food shopping and stuff like that. Once it became apparent that we were losing functionality quite quickly, Mm. you then start taking the list yourself and unfortunately he started losing interest in minding himself and doing things Mm. and what was going on in the Mm. world. Different mechanisms, different rates of progress. If I can characterise it with Alzheimer's, you sort of get this sliding down a hill gently, you know, and day to day you don't see much difference, but maybe looking back over six months, Oh, we were up there and we're now down here a bit. With the vascular dementia, these little stroke events, in the early days, they steal something, but it's not very noticeable. Mm. But then they start stealing things that are noticeable. Mm. And you're at a level here, and next thing you fall off a cliff and you're down to a new level. Mm. And there's no way of getting back up there. You have just gone from there to there, and this is it. Uh, Paddy was continent... And in the space of 24 hours, he was incontinent. What are we going to do about this? My mother uh, was distraught uh, that the idea of putting her husband in pads and all this sort of carry on. But unfortunately, there was no telling him this or anything. He just lost it. It Mm. was gone. The functionality was gone, stolen. That was it. 
that's how you know but it, other people's reactions to that must make it even worse what you're going through because it's not talked about mm-hmm. I don't think enough well, understand the, 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 they turn around and go oh that person's had too much to drink they don't actually go oh my god that person might need help mm-hmm. or yeah. they've asked like, could we do something what should we do I don't know about different people's motives at times when they observe behaviour and stuff like that I can understand how people are impatient but at the same time I can understand why we all in such a hurry yeah. <laughs> you know, can you take a few moments to just mm. listen and don't be jumped to conclusions? Mm. Um, just to go, <laughs> oh God, like <laughs> jumping to conclusions is something we all do. And Kathy mm. really raised that when she was yeah. talking about counting money and yeah. things like that. And just like Venetia, that stayed with me. And now when I'm standing behind, she told a story about standing, you know, at an ATM. I now think about standing behind someone at an ATM. They're taking a little bit longer. Just think like, take a breath. Take a breath. You don't know what enjoy, this person... Enjoy the moment. There's something else. To, yeah, to, yeah exactly. Um, you were talking about the process of falling off that cliff and being at a new level. Yeah. In terms of emotional support, when that happens, was there any emotional support? Is there any emotional support where someone can say... Not really. Yeah. Uh, when that happened, okay, we've been through a, through a few crises. All the way along the line, Paddy had been sort of normal in that he could dress himself and he just needed encouragement there had been probably about a year previous to that a major event where he had wandered off for the day and we couldn't find him checked all his pubs that we would have usually rescued him from anyway he had a fall and stuff in the fall he uh, ruptured his spleen so he ended up in hospital splenectomy uh, he ended up post-surgery in intensive care for about a week. Being sedated for that length of time did, mm. uh, with the underlying condition, did us no favours at all. Yeah. Then entered a very difficult best part of six months of negotiating a package for him to come out of hospital. It was a rotten time. <laughs> Prior to that, he had a little bit of support at home, but now he, he was pretty clueless as to who was talking to him. He barely recognised me his ability to engage in a conversation was gone and we were getting to the stage where he was not quite using a knife and fork properly and stuff basic skills were being compromised so very difficult six months a lot of pressure on the family to take him out of the hospital us fighting back gives some support Mm. and more than what is outlined there backwards and forwards backwards and forwards backwards and forwards some people are on your side, other people are, are just mm. want you out of there. And uh, my sister was fantastic. Uh, she was very belligerent with them and dug her heels in us to get in a deal. And it was a bit like they dealt with me thinking I was reasonable because my sister was completely unreasonable. Yes. <laughs> but like, isn't it so good to have someone like that in your crew? Oh yeah, mm. because b- mm. b- or a bit at the time it's sort of oh god, help. I know, of yeah. God help them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. but like, but it's the only way to get things sometimes, done. Sometimes, like the ad, you, like you have to be your own. Your you have to be your own advocate or someone in your family and you know if you are a polite human being who respect you completely can respect all Mm. the people involved the hospital everyone but there are times where if you feel like you're not being heard you need that like muscle to come in to somebody who goes all right look something's got to change it's an uncomfortable position to be in i've been in it in order to get what you feel you need, somebody sometimes has to do. The terrible thing was the resources that he was consuming in the hospital were shocking. He was in a bed. Because he had dementia, they had to put a special on. There was this person, a shadow, just following him around the hospital mm. 24 hours a day, except yeah. when he was asleep. But if he woke up and started moving, they had to get the special, you know. It was a shocking amount of resources. 
and what she ended up coming home with it was on the most generous end of what they allow but it made a huge difference mm-hmm. and I can hand on heart say when they do it right they do make a difference to people's lives mm. you know oh, and so they, much, yeah. the system can be very good mm. and the, the HSE and the local health professionals get dumped on regularly about not doing enough and stuff like that mm. but guys sometimes you do do it right mm. today we had the coffee morning for the hospice and both my parents were in hospice care which I actually feel extreme gratitude for the fact that they got to be there at the end because the kind of work and the kind of care is like no it's the most incredible thing you could ever imagine and we sometimes talk a lot about the problems but there are amazing things out there how long did this go on before your dad passed away how long were you kind of in this part of eight years that's a long time yeah you know um once we have him back home from that sort of six months in Mm. hospital and the misery of backwards and forwards to the hospital and clothes and it's just awful and the next thing is the care package arrives and my mum is then sort of what are the neighbours going to think <laughs> the neighbours don't give a damn but neighbours barely notice mm. but, but again it's crossing that threshold these people mm. are in my house yeah but it's intrusive it's because intrusive. you sort of go I better clean the house before they come uh, in yeah. it's like so, uh, the that takes mm. about two or three weeks and then my mum becomes completely relaxed mm. and I have a new set of friends yeah <laughs> mm. I, have a ho- I have a whole new social circle and uh, there's too many good carers unfortunately mm. there's a turnover in people in that profession but there were so many wonderful mm. kind mm. thoughtful souls and uh, some exceptional human beings mm. you know can, that came our way yeah. can I ask you something eight, eight years is quite a long time yeah when you're minding somebody from day to day from hour to hour you don't know really how it's going to go or how the day could go or no well the day the day ended up sort of having a structure of its own eventually my sister um, was doing research and she got us involved with the Alzheimer's Society in a daycare centre in um, Dremna called Curlew Road and this is where my sort of involvement starts creeping up the daycare centre in Curlew Road has a bus service Paddy is picked up on the bus Paddy is delivered home on the bus for about three occasions but Paddy is being as bold as brass on the Mm. bus Paddy is not taking any instruction I'm going to walk around this bus I'm certainly not putting the seatbelt on and who are you and blah blah Mm. blah 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 anyway so we end up with Paddy can't have the bus service so you better figure this out so you know then it's sort of okay right I'll be over at half nine in the morning I'll Mm. collect Paddy from the from the carers who have been in to get him up and get him out the door and I'll bring him over to the daycare centre and I'll be back over to the daycare centre at half past three to bring him home. Now my day is in tatters. Yeah. Uh, how, how am I supposed to get a job that mm. uh, but it, but <laughs> every day is like while the day is structured there must be there must have been times at, during those eight years where there's moments of I don't know how to say this, but there's moments of not resentment, but did you feel sort of frustration? Oh, of course I did. Yeah. A huge frustration. Now it is outlined for me that as long as Paddy's alive, I have to be this taxi service that brings him backwards and mm. forwards. That that now has curtailed my opportunities to seek employment and do something else with life. I still have a mother as well, uh, Beatrice. And um, 
I'm a certain age, so my parents are mm. that age and a bit, and I have to keep her independent mm. and maintain her in in what she's doing and stuff like that. And she has to learn to prepare food. Okay, she gets much better using the microwave oven and prepared meals and stuff like that. But you know, there's more interventions, and I have to help her with her shopping and stuff. And my day has now become sort of minding my two mm. parents and keeping that show on the road like, in some yeah. fashion. Going back to Curlew Road, you're in this sort of place that you're getting quite isolated. You know, mm. this, this is family, 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 family. And I see my mates play football once a week and a few pints yeah. at the weekend and that's it. And uh, back to family. I have to bring Paddy to Curry Road. So initially the first few days, I'm sort of, first few months, I'm sort of pushing him through the door. And then I start arriving a little bit earlier in the afternoon and hanging around and then I'm going in and I'm chatting to people and meet the staff mm. and... All of a sudden, I'm getting a different circle of friends mm. and uh, colleagues and uh, just So chats. you become involved in the yeah. day-to-day yeah. rather than just being... So the, it gives me an outlet. Yeah. It's not somewhere I anticipated, but I, I'm there. Mm. Uh, Irene was running the place at the time and she was a very nice lady and uh, she was of a generation where... It was a clean, safe environment. She'd try and get some various people to come in and do activities with the clients. It was what it was. They got Mm. a square meal. They were safe. They were kept clean. I'm doing a little bit to try and stimulate them. And Irene retired and Noel arrived. And then Noel went through the place like a whirlwind. Noel is this fantastic, flamboyant guy with a wild imagination and he turned this unassuming little building and safe clean environment into a wonderland it is um, I dare say it he's well worth a visit (laughs) (laughs) a bit of you need to go out and have a look and Mm. see and then just talk to him he is wonderful and it is endless ideas probably at this part of the year he's possibly got something about harvest or something going on mm. and as soon as that's over and done with he'll be into Halloween and as soon as Halloween's finished well I'll have to do the Christmas but, but <laughs> yeah. the, the C word you know when Christmas is over and done he'll have clean uh, Christmas stroke New Year he'll when people are gone from the place he'll have taken down all the decorations that he's made himself it's just these endless through the year you probably have something about the rugby going on even though he knows nothing about rugby he's from the <laughs> Philippines but he, I, 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 I'm just trying to just, you know he, he's trying to have something for the guys mm. and trying to have something for the ladies uh, back at the start at the end of August start of September whenever the Rosa Tralee was on he would have had a Rosa Tralee festival mm. on in the day centre for the ladies mm. he is just that sort of person <laughs> Um, we're going to wrap up there. I just want to say how great it is to finish on that note because it's so nice to know that there are people who are reinventing things for people who are vulnerable. So there's people who are out there who care so much and who are putting their heart... Not everybody is as flamboyant as Noel, but there are... But I'm so glad Noel exists, right? I'm so glad there's a Noel and I'm sure there's plenty of Noels around the world that we should be so grateful for because this is not an easy journey. Thank you for sharing um, your story and your dad's story. Um, There's probably... We could probably talk for hours, but thank you so much for joining us. You're very welcome, ladies. Thank you very much. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. 
And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.